You can experience body in a number of ways. Of course, of the nature of consciousness, sixfold sense consciousness. So we can see the body. If we can touch the body, the body gives odors and different senses of this kind. And the mind, mind consciousness, synthesizes particular pieces of that to give an internal impression of our body. Uh, Largely, most normally based upon the visual impression. So we kind of have a background sense of what we imagine the body looks like. Uh, It's not even actually what the body looks like, but it's how we imagine it looks. The mind creates a a huge part to play in how we uh, sense uh, our bodies. Huge part. This becomes apparent when you begin to experience the body uh, through through the body. So, uh, as in the Satipatthana Sutta, one uh, is mindful, aware of the body with regard to the body, or the body. It's a locative sense. So, the body with reference to the body, or the body from the body's point of view, or the body in itself. Just this, and it says, uh, just this is a body. And it can be experienced in a number of ways, such as uh, earth, the solidity of it, uh, warmth, uh, the heat, caloricity of it, uh, uh, air, the, the moving, pressing qualities within it, water, the cohesive flowing, uh, suffusive qualities that we can experience our bodies as. How nothing really, everything in the body connects to something else. Uh, So if we focus on a hand, we have a shadow effect of our wrist or the piece of the leg that is touching. You can't really cut one lump out, one section out without it flowing into something else. and we can sense its pulses, and it's it's sort of uh, uh, it's a fluid experience. Even when you're sitting still, let alone moving, when different qualities, textures come to light, come into awareness as you move around. You sense the mobility and the firmness as you touch the ground, yeah, uh, uh, and the warming effects or the cold or the high heat of it. Different parts of the body can be warmer than other parts. You know, obviously, the under the arms it can be a lot warmer than the face or the throat. But certain areas seem to heat up in accordance with moods and emotions or health and vitality. So, body in the body is a very changeable, uh, flexible experience, and it's an experience rather than a thing. The visual sense is probably the least helpful of them all because we do see this as an object, um, you know, there. 
Uh, we're not really uh, feeling it in itself. We're looking at it, and then the visual sense is a highly um, a critical sense. You know, you can see fine degrees of balance or imbalance, symmetry or lack of it, and the, the visual sense can focus on tiny details, corner of the lips, uh, uh, an eye, an eyelid, or an ear that's bigger than the other one or something. And these become predominant um, perceptions. So the mental body is the perceptions. So the body as as it's experienced in the mind is the perception, and largely based upon the visual body. It's the perception body. It means it's how we kind of sense it looks like, dependent on our attitudes. (laughs) And, uh, you know, you try to look at your body without something going, if only it was slightly different. (laughs) Bigger, younger, shorter, thinner, uh, this wasn't this way. You try and, you know, <laughs> something kind of saying, oh, that's exactly right. <laughs> I'm being completely still about it. Generally, something focuses on an eyebrow or a nose or something other than, you know, because the visual sense is extremely uh, critical uh, and it sees things in kind of ar- almost architectural terms. We like symmetry. And we like... Uh, artificial curves and uh, which are not really there in nature <laughs> you know look at cars they're some of the most beautiful curves and shapes that people that we enjoy bodies are kind of lumpy and twisted and crinkled and more like trees really um, <laughs> and everyone is different and yet of course because the visual body is such a uh, a big um, um, social presentation you know, presented to other people uh, there's a strong sense of there's a particular kind of body that would be more acceptable or more you know interesting or agreeable it would mean you know hey I'm a, within this body there's somebody interesting or fun or good or whatever or strong or pretty or something <laughs> it's like it's like a business card, and uh, <laughs> and with your name written on it, as if that's you. Uh, and even though that sounds, we don't necessarily think like that. That's a shadow impression. I I would imagine there's something because generally, you know, bodies are seen against the standard of what you know the woman or the man would look like yeah. and that would be you know good and so there's this kind of shift there's always comparative sense yeah, and the visual sense and then generally what's the perception is retained as perception is the impression and so the mind doesn't see anything the mind only retains impressions. So if you have, you remember your father or your cousin, you probably get a few 
flash visual impressions or their voice or something they do. Tiny little moments and you add them. That's my cousin. His voice, uh, his hair, something he did. My niece or something like that. Boom. And there they are. That's the mental impression. Then you think myself, what happens? You know, the body, my own body. What 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 arrives there? Uh, a lot of that is mental, and uh, mental comparison or mental judgment of a visual pers- impression. Not very accurate, really. So we want to just, that's, that's a highly distorted body. Of, uh, and it mostly is description of um, attachment and suffering. Another kind of body that we experience is more like, uh, it's, it's also perceptual, but it's to do with um, how we, uh, um, the body as a, uh, an object a target, if you like, of other, from uh, other, particularly from other people. Similar to that, and it carries a lot of uh, hurt, and uh, because the body is the thing that gets punished, or pointed at, or you know, see, you know, so when we people attack or criticize you, they put, they look at your body, even they're talking about your mind state. So you're they're always looking at this visual thing. And so you also receive, the body receives that shock effect of being seen in a negative light of any kind. So you have another sort of pain body, which is the qualities of uh, shock or distaste or fear or uh, uh, self-consciousness that can be experienced in relationship to the body. Mm. And so we also can touch into this when we meditate. We feel ourselves perhaps uh, isolated uh, or um, inadequate or nervous. and various other things. So this is like an emotional body, calmer body. And any of these can arise as you meditate. These perceptual bodies can arise in your experience as you meditate. And they play out in terms of uh, uh, energies so you can feel uh, you know, quite constricted or tense or numbed out as you come into your body. 
It's very important, therefore, to establish uh, uh, another body, a more accurate and cleaner body. I don't mean, uh, when I mean cleaner, I mean clear of these perceptual taints, clear of these perceptual distortions, clear of this perceptual bias, clear of these karmic uh, impositions. So when you refer to body, you put aside a visual impression, the mental impression, and come down to, first of all, just very simple um, sense of location, location, sense of something here that's grounded, safe, safe, grounded place. Something that is experiencing vitality. Doesn't mean it's jumping with life, it means there's a steady uh, shift changing flow to it. It's alive, it's, it's sensitive, it's receptive, it's responsive, it's tingling, it's uh, um, breathing, it's a living thing. And, you know, take the name away from it. So it's a disidentifying. And disidentifying it doesn't mean we ignore it, it means we actually liberate it from the the perceptual biases that make up the identity. This is the body in the body, just like you're discovering some strange wild animal. Yeah. Something breathing, vibrant textured with sense of pressure in it, uh, strength in it, uh, simple elemental properties. Solidity. Solidity is obviously derived from the experience of bones and uh, the heaviness in the body, but even put aside those things, the anatomical body. You're not trying to derive a visual map so much as a felt experience of the solid and then the flexing, the warmth or lack of it or absence of it, the changes of energies, uh, the changes of degrees of heat and cool. And within that, there is a sense of a center. So we might say within this experience, this field of embodiment, if I ask the question, where am I? What is really here? Where is the, yeah, where's the center of all this? And you maintain that point. Where, where is it sitting? Where is the center? within all this moving experience 
where it is the stable center, the balancing point, the axis. We don't have to define it as a certain size, but somewhere a centrality. Yeah, and the experience is flowing, and yet you can also, with your attention, your awareness, just point your attention. Where does where's the place that everything comes from, or the source, or the basis, or the center? And it's, uh, you'll notice it's associated with the breathing in, breathing out. I breathe out. When I breathe out, there's a returning to the center, place of stability. Breathing in, it pulls in from the center. And so the center of the body is really, you might say anatomically, it's located in the abdominal region. But uh, you, you're really looking or looking for that quality of why do we call it breathing in? Into what? Something is being pulled back in. Something is being released out. From where? Where do things return to? Where do they emanate from? The center point. Central area. And around that, various uh, senses of flow, warmth, pressures, tingling, Painful, pleasant, fast, slow, moving around. Um, yeah, yeah. And to, to neither ignore those nor to get caught in them. So, so if you're maintaining a steady focus and these things, these other qualities can move through. Mm. And so as we become into this uh, body, the presently experience of the body in itself, there's a particular attitude, cleaning, calming, contented, uh, steadying, the general atmosphere of goodwill, which is the atmosphere of meditation. Because uh, this is the we are inclining towards the ending of pressure, suffering, stress, criticism, complaint, fear, worry, aversion, um, inadequacy, craving. You're looking for our welfare. So that always has to be the atmosphere of practice that, above all, we never lose touch with. So So this is a focus, you see. So it's not about maintaining... A focus like like in the crosshairs of your eye, of your of a of a rifle, where it's very fine, but it's an object, and there's no there's no 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 emotional quality to that. Uh, there's no uh, relationship to that. There's no heart in that. Um, yeah. So maintaining first of all this this quality of goodwill, and then. May this be well. The words, of course, are inadequate. But noticing and checking any attention that is uh, critical, comparative, domineering, pushing, saying it should be a certain way, it shouldn't be this way, I want it like this, and just come relaxing that. So you ward off ill will. 
you ward off ill will um, by not giving room and not giving energy to the ill will experience goodwill arises kindness arises it's a natural quality the body naturally seeks its comfort its welfare the mind if liberated from ignorance seeks harmony comfort happiness, peacefulness. Yeah. It's liberated from ignorance and confusion. It aims for that and it moves towards it readily. Yeah. The problem is that ignorance and confusion says that happiness is somewhere else. Arrived at through other means. Uh, this, this kind of happiness arises through uh, compassionate and caring, steadying relationship with this body. So you start with goodwill and you bring that into your direct experience it's not just the theory it's direct experience and as that as you experience that more fully the effects of it in your body your body begins to uh, open up relax feel more comfortable less uh, constricted it can move it can be what it is it's a living creature And it begins to come out of the oppression um, that karma creates for it. It's important to recognize that uh, the mind creates a sense of space and a sense of time. So we may very well think, oh, my. Yeah, my leg is down there, my hand is over there, my forehead is up here, my ear is over there. Hmm. (laughs) What does that? What creates a sense of spatial arrangement? Actually, what arises is arising here. It's always here. It's the movement of the mind creates space, creates a spatial arrangement. So I imagine my leg is down there because my energy is up in my head. (laughs) And I, I was used to perceiving the world from my head, from my eyes point of view. So I keep saying my leg is down there. Well, so if it's down there, where am I? I'm up here. And that's down there. And that's, that's, that's a mental uh, synthesis, a mental creation of the body. Actually, the qualities we call leg right, are arising in the body consciousness. Right? Actually, there isn't a leg. In that sense, it's just 
sensations that we call a leg. And that, uh, that directly experience there are just sensations arising and feeling arising and energies arising. Then you're dealing very directly. Wherever it's arising, however it's experienced, it's a something that needs to be released, something that needs to be responded to, something that needs to be uh, opened up to, patient with, something that needs to be breathed through. And the quality of breathing um, is so helpful because it is the basic um, uh, movement of energy. And when we have the anatomical experience of, of the body, we clearly you don't breathe through your legs. Uh, but energetically you do. <laughs> uh, you can breathe anywhere through that. And the energy of breathing can travel anywhere. Through your ears, your fingers, your shoulders, uh, your kidneys, anywhere. Because the body in itself is not spatially arranged. It's always, every part is involved with every part else. It's all, any part of it can be arising here within body consciousness. In the body consciousness experience, there could be a rising of a sensation that we call my ear, or my tooth, or my finger, or my knee. And it doesn't have to be any traveling to do that. They just pop up. They all arise within that field, body consciousness. There isn't a there that they go to. They arise here. And breathing arises here. And when breathing arises here, a sense of the flowing and the subsiding, then you just bring that quality, which is the free dynamic quality, into whatever aspect of body is happening. And it has a uh, a harmonizing and balancing and cleansing effect. This is why it's mindfulness of breathing is considered to be extremely beneficial, both for one's physical health, clearing karma, uh, balance, and meditation. It's also the case that within that experience, body can disappear or dissolve. That is the the imagined body, the idea of our legs or our chest or our shoulders, and that sense of having that rigid form, that hard boundary, that firm texture. That's arising in body consciousness. If the body consciousness is soothed, eased, refreshed balanced, liberated, all that can dissolve. When you just have something like a bright field, a soft, bright field of energy. And this is an extremely um, happy and and, uh, comforting experience for the mind. Within this very body, 
all the hardness or the edginess or the pressures can release into something um, sublime. So focusing on on body, um, establishing simple qualities of ground, foundation, ground, that's an embodied experience. Um, space, or the sense of having no pressure. So you have both something where there's a strong pressure, but it's a supportive pressure, the pressure that holds you up. Space around you, which is the sense of having free freedom around your chest or around your periphery of your body. Rhythm, which is the flowing vitality. Yeah. And within, as that becomes clearer, uh, finding a center within that. Where does this all arise from? The ending of the breath, the beginning of the breath, and the quality of sending through this entire embodied experience the qualities of suffusive goodwill, uh, ease, and balance, peacefulness. Um, and whatever you meet in there, whenever you meet, whatever sudden uh, contraction, contraction, or heaviness you meet, that's a piece of karmic package that needs to be met, not reacted to, but met. Uh, embraced, not pushed away, not sealed off, not defended, but embraced, held carefully, mindfully, and breathed through. Mm. So you want to, so it's kind of like dissolving these hard lumps of embodied stuff into this uh, more benevolent field. This is the way you clear, purify the body. And in doing this, you purify, strengthen, and clear the mind.